Welcome. Come everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the Love Change Podcast. Lovely Kay here is going to kick it off. I'm Amor. If you care about the nitty gritty, the not so nice things that uh, occur behind the screens when we're dealing with change, <laughs> keep listening. Today, topic. Plenty. Today we're going to talk about lies. It was a uh, an outcome of last week's uh, podcast and. Uh, yeah, I wanted to kick it off because we always try to relate it um, to change, whatever the topic is, and not make it a relationship podcast, <laughs> as that guy used to say. So um, I was uh, I was saying that I would like to kick it off and say what were the things that happened in my life that were a lie and really disrupted how I was living, how I was thinking. So I guess one of my best examples is... Oops. There we go. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's alright. Um, back in the days, I started dating a guy, and uh, I asked him a couple of times if he's married, because he was somewhere in his mid forties, I believe. And uh, yeah, he he said no, no. All the questions were answered with no. You asked him three uh, times in a row. Yeah, I asked him three times in a row. So he really. I, lied. I think I asked him the the first night. I asked him twice. At least, and then I, uh, I think three days later or something, he confessed. And he was like, you remember when you asked me? And I was like, of course, dump ass. Of course, I remember. That's why I asked. And he was like, yeah, I'm not married. So actually, technically, I answered, right? But I have a girlfriend and three kids. And I was just like, fuck that shit. This is insane. So that disrupted, um, not necessarily me because I had crazy feelings for him, but just the whole idea of... Uh, so what changed exactly? How a guy, like my approach to dating guys, to be like, I don't want to carry that karma around. Mm. That's something that I was really saying my whole life. Like, but I it's don't want to. it's his wanna... life. You wouldn't know. What yeah, was but the still, me knowing and. Are you knowing? Yeah. And you continue, so you have the karma. Now. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. That man is very nice tonight. So that was my kickoff for the podcast, and uh, yeah, I think now we can. So you're, going. you're a holy uh, holy spirit, you never tell lies? I do tell lies. What's the biggest lie you have ever told? Mm. And why was it so big? Juicy. <laughs> Can we park that question for now? doesn't come yet. Was that the story you told about the guy not telling you about his uh, girlfriend and kids? The biggest lie somebody ever told you? Mm. I think so. I think that was at least the most the most surprising. Because you asked specifically. Because I really specifically asked. And like someone that is in the mid-40s somewhere, you kind of think there must be something going on. So I kind of like, my gut feeling was pretty right. And he was like, no, 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 no. So I think that was, I don't know. Yeah. To like keep going for a couple of days until telling me, I found that really, uh, I don't know, that... Kind of made me question. Mm. That's just... But besides that, people told you big lies or it's the only one? Or you have different... Because uh... that's what I'm trying to figure out. What makes a lie a big lie? Mm. I think the level of disruption that it causes, that's how I would phrase it the best. Mm. If it's like really shakes up something in you. Mm. And like, I don't know, you have a certain idea 
for example, of someone, and if they break out with something that you like literally never expected, that really shakes up what your belief system is. Because Be a you, bit more specific because it's also vague. Yeah, someone, but if something. I, I don't know, like, I don't have an example on my own. That's why I'm just like making maybe a bit vague. You never told anybody a big lie like that. I for surely did, but it just doesn't come up yet. Maybe it's going to come. That's why we're here right now, to <laughs> share the stories. <laughs> Squeeze the lady. Yeah, come yeah. on. Um, okay, leave it, park it. Maybe okay. it comes back later. Okay. Um, how, do you, how did you deal with that uh, gentleman that, that confessed his lie to you? Mm, I was like, um, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> That's it? Um, yeah, I was just like, I was really just super upset. We still like kept texting and stuff. But at some point I was just like, I just really can't deal with that. I don't mm. know how you are looking your girlfriend in the eyes. But probably I just wasn't the only example of doing that stuff, you know. Okay. I think that also is for some people just, um, I don't know, almost the norm. Yeah. Uh how do you deal with people who, because this example, the guy confessed himself. Yeah. And not, it doesn't have to be a guy and a girl example. It can be any yeah, example, yeah. but somebody was lying to you mm -hmm. and you found out without them confessing it to you. Yeah. How do you deal with those people? It depends how, how much gravity is in it, I guess. Give examples. Give examples. If I would find out that my boyfriend is cheating. No, no. Real life experience examples. Like what happened, what you found out that somebody was lying to you, but they were not telling you. And how did you deal with that situation? I think finding out once that a good friend of mine was like talking plenty shit behind my back. Mm -hmm. I was like, I sat her down and I was like, hey, what is this about? So you confronted her. I really, I find that really important also to find peace for myself. Whatever the lie is to just like clarify things because maybe something also just like, I don't know, got confused and the message got passed wrong or something. So I was really like, hey, I got to know. So confronting is for me making peace with it. And then, yeah, depends on the gravity of it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, either I don't want to see you again. Okay. Or if someone is like, hey, I, uh, yeah, I promise that won't happen again, then I might give them a second chance. But I had both. Like, if I feel the, I don't know, if I feel like something is like, gets a big crack in a friendship, for mm -hmm. example, then I'm just like, I don't know. It just doesn't sit well. It just doesn't feel like, then maybe you just need time to heal. I don't know. I have never came back to that situation, to that person and was like, hmm. So you cut people out? Sometimes I do, yeah. If I really feel like, I don't know, the, the foundation of this friendship or the foundation of my idea for friendship is kind of broken, then I just don't feel like this is going to mm. add anything in my life. I don't know. That's how I, that's how I feel about it. How about you? How about me? What? Finding out and how dealing with it. That people are lying with me? Yeah. Um, I think I definitely go through a big phase of being angry and not wanting to talk with that person. Mm -hmm. Just like a loss of respect and, and, and uh, safety or, or trust. And then mm -hmm. if people 
try to reestablish communication or if I try to reestablish the relationship, I definitely need to have the conversation about the instance so that yeah. I get to look you in the eye and just feel what's up. Because if I sense that like sometimes people are lying and they get caught and they're upset about being getting caught, not about lying. Yeah. And you can see that when you're having the mm. conversation that mm. they're just like, ah, shoot, one got away, you know? If I yeah. get that sense, then I'm kind of making my own yeah. uh, decisions that I'm like, okay, you're slowly drifting to the edges of my circle of trust. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, Definitely not gonna vouch for you or put my hands in mm -hmm. through the fire and, and just uh, go the extra mile because uh, um, just doesn't sit right. And I've also had uh, experiences with uh, close relatives or friends uh, super lying in my face, me finding out about it, me confronting them about it, and just keep on denying it mm. and those periods were very tough because then you're like do they think i'm retarded like <laughs> I found out and then they completely get insulted that i accuse them of such a thing you know that whole story mm. takes place and that usually also fractures a big thing and then at some point like if it's a relative it's family then you just gotta take it take them as they come and it's also the family issue is always a bit more tricky, I feel. What? I don't know. Sometimes it's just like there are also like lies in the family and kind of like have been always there that also exists. That you were a boy? That's the, the huh? what, what lies that always <laughs> No, are. I don't know. It's like certain if you have, I don't know, if there are things in the past that have happened, someone, like somehow the whole family would, for the peace of the family, sometimes families would just not tell certain yeah things. because it's like blood is thicker than water but i find that really difficult in our situation a lot of stuff gets not told because people are far away and then they might worry mm -hmm. but mm, i noticed sense. now that everybody's passing the 60 and my mom's brothers and sisters people are more open mm -hmm. um I think also people changed how they react. Like if somebody's in the hospital, everybody would freak out. Now people are more chill or people tell you afterwards, they just don't like, usually they would wait until they would see you sit with you. Like, yeah, actually last well, year I had a heart attack. Oh, you could have told me earlier, but I don't really feel like that's a lie. It is a lie. I think it's, it's like holding back information. You call it an emergency lie in Germany. <laughs> That's how you call it. But still, it's a lie. Saving a situation. It's putting in a category. I, I think know. those situations have to do with... Uh, uh, like, it's not in their... Ben the only thing that is... Like, usually people tell lies because it's in their benefit. They're avoiding a certain yeah. situation. Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever conflict, uh, friction. Yeah. Or... The, destabilizing the situation because yeah actually i changed my opinion i hate this wall it's white i wanted it purple 
but I didn't tell you because then you would get upset. Okay, I'm just because avoiding. I take the white, yeah. Yeah, I'm just avoiding that yeah. that white situation. That's that's about something mm-hmm. that we're creating. But if I, for instance, uh, but also that people wouldn't be worried. Like I would not tell my parents in the past if I would be sick or something, mm-hmm. because I knew they would be like calling me five times a day and asking. So you're saving yourself that trouble. Usually you yes, would say, I did sense. not want to worry you. But actually, I did not want to deal with you being worried about. Yeah, and sitting in my neck, breathing in my neck. Yeah, I think it's the second part mostly. Yeah. Now that I think about, like... Also, when my nanas are not great, then my parents would tell me when they're doing okay again. She went through something, but now she's fine again. So, like, don't worry now anymore. Mm, It's too late to worry. You're you're too late. Yeah, I guess... um, But I'm also not a worrying type, but... That's great. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I'm still wondering what the biggest lie is. It you're, still doesn't come. You haven't. What, what is the top three? Then you don't have to pick one. Pick top three uh, big lies you've told. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is an example of people lying to themselves. If they cannot spit out the lies that they're telling to other people, because they're like, I'm always honest. There's always an excuse. something I never said. No, you just said a bunch of nothing. Yeah, but I never said that. I'm never lying. I think a couple times in my work, if I, like, would have no clue, I would just say, yeah, I'm on top of it. But usually it really depends which, my last job, not here, but in, in Germany, the guy could like sense everyone lying. So if you would have a team meeting and he would ask the status of where you are, mm. I'm kind of like, I'm really bad with lying. So he would always catch me. If I would like tell shit, he'd be like drilling holes in me. Those are not big lies because you didn't get away with them, right? No, I didn't. But I really cannot recall Things that I got away with. I really feel bad if I'm lying to someone. Okay. I don't know. Like the thing I said with my parents is like. Have you told yourself big lies? What are the uh, for sure? What are the big lies you told yourself? Those are definitely that when my burnout started half a year later, I was like, I'm totally fine. I'm super. I'm actually absolutely having a clue for my life and where it's heading. And my energy level is just great and I'm just doing fine and everything. I guess that was one of the biggest lies because I just didn't really want to sit with myself and realize how miserable I was. Mm-hmm. And I think also like the um, before that I broke up with my ex. So then I kind of like cut it off everything that I had around that would be a certain care. And then I ended up with my burnout was super miserable and then I was just like telling myself that I'm actually fine which is big big lie wasn't it took it took really long time and plenty drunk nights to understand for myself that it's okay to not be okay and it's also okay mm-hmm. to be not okay for a longer time mm-hmm. so yeah same same goes for my eating disorder I think uh, I would always observe the way I eat and I'd be just like yeah, sometimes just really scared of see how little I would eat or mm-hmm. how much 
how much I would also lie to people that I had dinner already when I would come over, etc. You know, just like make something up to not need to eat somewhere. Mm. And observing this whole, it like it builds a whole net of something, right? You're just like trying to tell people and you come up with a story. So you would tell you did it instead of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Instead of the... I would come home and my ex would be like, hey, I cooked dinner, do you want to eat with me? I'd be like, no, no, I had dinner in, in the office already. Mm. Or I grabbed the snack after work. Bullshit. Was mm. not true. And now you tell the lie the other way. You're like, oh, I haven't eaten while you already had the snack. You eat double. <laughs> exactly. No, but seriously, I think the whole... Um, for me to like acknowledge my eating disorder and like openly speak about it mm. that took really long time and a lot of introspection and what was that lie about what was that lie about what do you mean yeah like you uh You would lie to people about the fact that you'd already eaten? Yeah, because I know I knew everyone would be worried if they knew I haven't eaten. Because everyone was already observing a very funky eating behavior. Yeah, eating people pattern. would have thought with you. Well, you realize when people see stuff. Like? And like that you never have lunch really, or you just always go out for lunch and just come back with a coffee mm. instead of a proper meal. And then you also never have breakfast. And if you go for dinner, you're eating a salad, which is also not really substantial. So who would tell you what about that? Plenty of friends would have told me. We would even in the past, we would invite people over and then I would just eat the salad and cook a full meal for other people. Mm. And then uh, like, yeah, one of my close friends afterwards, he was like, hey, that just doesn't look right. Like, have you looked in the mirror lately? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, why? He's like super skinny, like his skin and bones. What is that? Mm. And I was like, no, don't worry. I'm totally fine. I'm just like, yeah, I'm having stress and I'm not eating so much at the moment. I would just like always brush it off. Mm. But I would also always have my good strategies of like wearing skinny jeans. Mm. So you would see the legs, but then usually a white, wider sweater, for example. So you could never you see the whole silhouette being skinny, you know, it will be just like, oh yeah, she has skinny legs, which in fashion is always like, oh yeah, that's great. So yeah, I never got to a crazy edge. It wasn't at the edge when uh, I finished my internship in New York and I came back mm -hmm. and I really, I gained weight when I was there. So that was like, uh, I don't know, I gained probably eight kilos or something. And then I came back and then that's why I drastically dropped. Like really, I stopped eating. Then I broke mm. up with my boyfriend at that time and I really drastically lost weight. And I was like, mm, actually, I like it. That's how this whole fuck up in my head started. And um, what were you lying about? Yeah, what is an eating disorder about? I think it's about lying to yourself that you're trying to gain control over something which you don't. Mm. The way I would, the best way I would phrase it, it's like, I know, I mean, you said it the other day when we've been having a bit of a rough period and I was also like, I'm not hungry. And I really just like, I don't feel hungry when I'm stressed mm. or things are just going not the right way. And then you've like, you said, yeah, you've been trying to gain control or you're trying to gain control mm. over food because everything else is kind of not controllable. And I was like, yeah, 10 points out of 10, which is true, but you know, 
Like mm. even now, I would tell myself this lie to be like, no, I'm just not hungry. Like technically, I'm not hungry, but at some point I get hungry, but then I'm like, no, I don't want to eat now. You know, mm. not really listening to my body. That's how I phrase it. So I think mm. that's a big lie that I was telling myself. Mm. Or the two big lies that I was telling myself, I'm just completely fine. And I remember those like really, like Jesus, like super miserable. But then I would just go out, see friends and I'd be just like, yeah, I'm absolutely fine. Yeah, the burnout is really, I would, at some point I would make fun of it and I'd be like, this is how I look when I'm happy. Like super fake smile. So yeah, it is creepy. It is, but. I don't know. <clears throat> and what changed for you to stop telling those lies? I just realized that I just I realized that this is not how I want to live my life. Because if this is a baseline of lying to myself, where do I'm going where am I gonna get? Mm. Where this were you headed? Hmm? Where were you headed when you had that realization? You what kept, do you mean? Like you're like this is uh, when what I decided I was just like, first of all, the whole eating thing was just like, like those voices in my head telling me what I should eat and what I shouldn't eat were just way too overwhelming. This whole idea of like, I need to do more workout, I need to eat less, I need to do that. It would just like, it would block, I don't know, 30% of my brain capacity every day. Mm. And I was just like, I cannot function. Mm. Like even a rational point of view. Nope. And portioning me was like, I cannot function if I'm just leaving those voices because they just also grow. They're not getting smaller no. just by doing nothing. You need to catch them and be like, you got to get out of here. You don't belong in my head. So that was, yeah, I think that was the start of making a change. Like deciding that those voices are not telling the truth. Yeah. Mm. And that's not something that I want to have uh, ruling my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for sharing. Sure. And what are the lies that you currently tell a lot? <laughs> now we're going to find Myself? out. Myself? Everybody. So who's involved? Yourself, other people. I was thinking about it today, honestly. Me? You. Slides have you been telling me lately? <laughs> hmm? <laughs> I know what I'm telling myself is I think that how would I phrase it the best? Like I was thinking about it today and I was just like, I don't know, I started to draw my chart of like summarizing this year in some sense. And I was like, uh, I don't know, sometimes I feel like I don't have a choice or I'm doing something or i don't know i get to a point where i'm like oh i need to do advertisement i need to do something for my page I need to do that i need to do something for my brand and then i'm like <sighs> heavy side don't feel like that and today i was like hey what is this bullshit like you have chosen for that you have a choice every day of what you want to do mm-hmm. why are you telling yourself that this is heavy to do this is actually what you really enjoy like you need to remind yourself but that's something of like I don't know it comes from the past where I felt I didn't have a choice I was like working my job and I was obviously like steered by so many circumstances and parties etc to just like not having the choice and sometimes I still keep telling myself that I don't have the choice 
that I need to work, I need to do something for my brand, but actually it's not the need, I just want to do it. Something that I'm really enjoying. Mm, Recording the video today, it's like I'm skirting around it for a week or longer, longer, since you asked me actually, <laughs> yeah, don't you laugh? But it's like, I sat down today and I was like, what the hell am I afraid of? Like that what? I'm not gonna like my nose in the video? And I'm gonna say some funky words as I always do? It doesn't matter. What matters is the honesty and that actually this is something that I really stand for. Mm. You know, I'm not talking about the fashion brand that I'm not standing behind, that I'm just thinking, oh, please, let this sales meeting just be over. No, I'm sitting there recording my video for a product that I really care for and for something that promoting it is something I really care for. Mm. So I don't know, sometimes I like, can get caught up in my head of thinking that I have to do something but actually there is not the have to mm. I can decide if I like recording or if I like writing more or whatever but actually have to do something to make a living that's not what it is and that's something that I really really realized for myself so that's number one and I think another one is really like us having our fights for two weeks and really you pointing pinpointing it that I have trying to be in control with not eating was something that I was like, wow, I haven't realized that. I really haven't realized that an eating disorder is still trying to creep in every day. Mm -hmm. It's trying to find a way back. No. no. Not so sure if it's uh, trying to find its way back every day, but uh, that's where the existence from any compulsion comes from, right? Yeah, true. But it's the small things. I don't know. Recently, I really started to observe it more because sometimes it's just those small voices in your head, but they also they can make a lot of noise. Mm. And it's really important. Yeah, definitely. And I feel the less I meditate, the more those voices kind of get space in my head. Okay. And that's something that, yeah, I think is a good project for next year to also just, you know, listen to the small lies and not only pinpoint the big ones and be like, hey, loud voice in my head, this is bullshit, but also the small ones and be like, uh-uh. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a thought, but it's not my thought. And you don't belong in there. And mm. Yeah. I guess that's, that's for me a part of making conscious choices every day, you know, mm. also in the small things. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. I think, uh, yeah, I think the food uh, eating disorder is a big lie. No. Because it's also a big lie about how you're doing. What do you mean? You're, well, you're not doing so great mm. <laughs> when you're yeah. uh, malnutritioned. Yeah, of course. Hating the way you look that you think you're always too fat or whatever. Yeah, I think that changed a lot also with you being super supportive of just my body being really beautiful the way it is. Mm. So I think that is that allowed me to make a big shift this year. But nevertheless, sometimes it really depends. I can take a look in the mirror and I'll be like, oh, yeah, you legs, you look really fat. And those things I'm like, excuse me, what did you just say? No. Yeah, but it's almost... 
the whole connection. I'm in, sorry. In, insulting. Yeah. It's hating. It's not even lying. Yes, yeah, like disconnecting the self value of the from the way you look. You know, I feel this is something that is like super entwined, and to disconnect that stuff, because that body is gonna change, and that's okay. But mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that I'm crap. Only because my body mm -hmm. is gonna be ten kilo more and it'll be wobbly at some point, maybe might come back. Whatever, it doesn't make me less worthy. Yeah, so your, your your lie was around your own self-worth. Yeah. You were taking your issues with your self-love and self-worth out on yeah. your physique. Yeah, I would also like, um, during the burnout, I would push myself to like do a lot of sports because I was like, if you only get in control over your body, then you also get control over your mind and then you can perform again. So like... The days that I would just like have no energy of getting my ass up to go for a run or do whatever, which is just crazy. But it was just like, then I would beat myself up because I'd be like, yeah, mm -hmm. see, how can you perform well if you don't even have the discipline? Mm -hmm. You know, that's kind of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. Massive lies. Yeah, right. Pretty massive lies. Yeah. Mentiroso. Mentiroso. Spanish. All the Spanish songs. Mentirosa, mentiroso. It's all about lies. Floor is yours. The man just knows too much about too much Spanish <laughs> for my taste, which is good, but at the same time, put slight pressure on me learning Spanish. But the floor is mine. What are the biggest lies you have been telling to yourself? To myself? Or, yeah, are you still telling to yourself? That I don't need help. Hmm. It's a good one. I think that's the biggest. Uh, uh, or that I'm okay. In what sense? Yeah, like if somebody asks me, are you okay? I say, yes, maybe I'm not okay at all. So that's a very frequent lie. Uh, Have you been uh, stripping that off? Like... Mm -hmm. Have you been opening up? Yeah, definitely, that? definitely. Yeah, of course, of course. I've been working on it. It's the whole rainbow project, sharing the bad, the ugly, uh, on top of the good. Um, but isn't it also like a big, I don't know, threshold? Someone asks you, "Are you okay?" To really like, I don't know. The, it's not the first thing they come to you to say, like, "No, actually, I'm not okay." The first thing that it's, comes, it's, it's frowned like, upon, yeah. but it's. No, I don't think it's a, um, I see it, for instance, with Dylan. He's really upfront about it. Yeah. That's true. If he's in shit, he's like, hey, man, I'm in shit. He'll pick up the phone and call you about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah, that's true. And he's, like, I think, uh, very being open to being supported also. Yeah conversation i had with him was actually very insightful he was like yeah i'm always there for people so that when i need them they are also there for ah, me it's beautiful yeah and i myself i'm always claim there it. i'm always there for people but when people are there for me i kind of push it away mm -hmm. you know and he's like really embracing it and enjoying it and mm -hmm. not feeling guilty about needing people well, also so that's pretty inspirational yeah absolutely and uh, Yeah, I think 
that's I think for me that's the biggest lie just not admitting that you need help or you want help or that you would like to wish for a different situation I'm more of the just put your teeth together and grind it out mm -hmm. make it true won't budge or complain or say that something's uh, uncomfortable because I also get annoyed if people do that too much but I basically never do it. I'll mm -hmm. just be quiet. Why is that so? Mm, I know from therapy that like I saw a lot of examples of my father really begging for help and never being helped. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, if you do ask for help, it's not going to come. And my mom never asking for help and everything, doing, doing everything by herself. So like the opposite. Yeah, but basically the same attitude towards help. Just don't don't ask yeah don't ask don't need and I, I made my own mix out of it but mm -hmm. also uh having bad experiences with asking for help uh, from the wrong sources mm -hmm. like if you show up somewhere what do they say looking for love in the wrong places yeah uh yeah those experiences also really yeah. uh um Reassure you. Yeah, like, yeah, you, I told you you shouldn't be asking for help. Yeah. So, uh, but it's it's the past. I think in the present is also, uh, I, I have to deal with the disappointment if I do ask for help and it isn't solving, like, my solution uh, immediately, like, it's not like if you need help, the first time you say help, help is going to be there. You've got to be willing to walk around being on fire for a couple of days yeah. for the right person to help you out. Yeah. And that's something I still have to learn to deal with the disappointment when I do ask for help and it isn't the help I needed. But what is, is the expectation? Is it like the help you get is measured versus the expectation? What do you mean? Yeah, because if you ask for help and you don't get what you've been asking for, then... Well, if you're not helped, so okay, you ask... Like solving... Whatever, yeah, if okay. whatever's going on is not solved. Yeah, okay. That somebody, yeah, 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 then you're like, oh... Do you have an example? Yeah, I think uh, when I started the podcast, for instance, I was thinking about scaling the team, finding mm -hmm. people to help, and then asking Patricia to help, mm -hmm. and not really feeling helped asking myself, okay, what am I doing? Okay, let's uh, stop that. Uh, setting out the advert mm -hmm. for a person, not really responses. Yeah. So like, actually, no, you're supposed to do this by yourself mm -hmm. for now. Actually, we're doing okay. Mm -hmm. Do need help still, but yeah, stopped okay. asking for help. You yeah. see, and that's what happens. Okay, I get you, yeah. You kind of like go into the mode of like, okay, then like, let's just like go with it without. Don't any... talk about that anymore. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Don't mention it. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Okay. And if you see other people mm -hmm. um, and see them being kind of lying to themselves being dishonest with themselves um would you how would you tell them would you tell them how would you tell them 
If it's somebody I care for, I always call their bullshit. I've done it many times. It's not nice conversations. It's uh, usually denied also, or like you get the plate thrown back in your face. Uh, but if, if it's somebody I care for who's lying about something to themselves, usually when somebody's lying to themselves, they also try to convince somebody else from outside of it. So mm, it makes the lie more valid. More yeah, to validate. Like yeah, yeah, believe themselves, you know. That's true. I uh, I never uh, like I'm just no, I call bullshit. And uh, you, for instance, a lot of time feel pressured when I do that. Mm. When I feel like you're telling a lie to yourself, and I tell you, yeah. sometimes you're like, no, this is the truth. You're not believing me, and I'm there. Yeah, yeah, but I also need to like stand, stand yeah, up yeah, for my every, truth because if you feel it's a lie, then it's like it feels like this is the truth. Mm -hmm, yeah. So I also need to stand up you for myself. Just need some time. You just need yeah, some exactly. Time. No, but sometimes you just need, need some time to realize the lie you're telling yourself. It's okay. It's okay. Take all the time. Convincing man. skills. No, no. <laughs> Very but great, but I have I have uh, had interactions <laughs> with other people who yeah. who tell you this is the truth, and then a couple of months later they come back. So it's okay if I <laughs> call a lie. <laughs> That's how you believe me. <laughs> you made up your mind anyway. Psh, in a couple of months, you're gonna come back and tell me, right? <laughs> yeah, you are gonna come back and tell exactly. Me. <laughs> no, I call bullshit. My mom, my dad, my friends, uh, whoever it is that I care about, if I see them. Because uh, usually when you're lying to yourself, you're also struggling with something. So it's not per se calling out that, hey, you're lying to yourself. Yeah. You don't want to face something. But it is, uh, yeah. the matter of fact, a certain uh, issue going on that you struggle with. Yeah confessing or ventilating or like acknowledging that something is painful or hard for you to do or challenge it requires bravery and courage and you just don't want to talk about it and that's just like yeah you know yeah so yeah um, I, I call it out yeah have someone reacted really surprisingly to something like that i mean i i find it can be sometimes really harsh it like is, putting is, the pancake in your face yeah, it's always. Like, I know, like I think now I know from, that it comes from a good place, but I think uh, very confronting. It's always confronting. It's, I always also step into those conversation. It is not a beneficial conversation for me because I am the boogeyman. Yeah, that's okay? true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, so it's really true. That's something I also always explain is like, hey, my life would be easier not having this conversation yeah. with you because it doesn't change anything for me. It's about you. Okay, yeah. and you're not liking what I'm saying right now. Mm. So be it. But I'd rather, for me, I'm happy with my conscience. I cannot, I also can't deal with people are talking about other people behind their back in my presence. Mm -hmm. So I always cut those conversations. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hey, if you guys want to gossip, please do it elsewhere, not yeah. with me. If you care about their person, what you're talking about, here's the phone, call them. Tell them, yeah, absolutely. So some people uh, tell me to fuck off. Uh, some people actually are like, whoa. Uh, I think that's the biggest surprising one is that when people are like, suddenly it clicks for them and they acknowledge what you're saying, that it's valuable mm -hmm. for them. Because most of the time it's, it's not received well.
Yeah. But also, like, sometimes you didn't realize it for yourself. Right. So it, like, I wouldn't realize it for myself necessarily. It's a big lie. But if you tell me, it's also just like a whole new... It takes time, yeah. Suddenly, oh, I never thought of it like that. Yeah. But nobody nobody ever says, I never thought of it like that. Usually the response is, what do you know? It's it's, it's, it's like, I know my truth. Yeah, but if you're really honest, (laughs) but if you're really honest and you acknowledge and like you really have this enlightenment moment... I think it's normal to resist that because... It's the lie is built on the same resistance that is about acknowledging the the, the hurt or whatever it is. Yeah. Okay, so it is a normal thing, but at least the seed is planted. Yeah. And uh, that's it. Mm. Well, that's a great insight. Mm. Not easy to deal with, but. Yeah, but I think I also deal with myself in that way. So when yeah. somebody tells me, yeah, that's a tough uh, thing to say, I'm like, yeah, I will also do that to myself, with myself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I would like at least like to be aware of the lies I'm telling myself. Mm-hmm. Despite not telling the truth yet, I still want to know why, what, what am I really, you know? Yeah. yeah, I think what you said is like, uh, in any case, you're going to be the boogeyman in the conversation. I think that's super valuable because then it's just like, okay, like in that point, I would understand how much you care for me mm. putting up this conversation on the table. Mm. And that's where like, you don't have any stakes in it to judge it. Or whatever. I'm just losing. Exactly. I'm like, just in losing. In the worst case, energy. I'll be like, fuck off. So that's not going to add anything to your life. <coughs> yeah. So I think that's, yeah, that's super valuable. Mm. Yeah, I think that's it with my questions. Okay. Thinking if you have any uh, advice for our listeners. Who, me? Yeah. If you're telling lies, tell good (laughs) lies, no cheap bullshit lies that people can (laughs) see through. Take them to the grave, okay? Have a separate bank account for hush money for when people find out so they get, We need to censor mm, that. There we are. <laughs> pay them off to keep your lie alive. Because that's how it happens, okay? People find out, they get jealous, they try to blackmail you, you don't have the money to cough it up. Lie comes out, you're on the streets, she wants half. <laughs> You speaking from experience? Just read a <laughs> bunch of books. Just read a bunch of books. Yeah, the, 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 the most knowledge is coming from books. All I it, don't it. eat that. <laughs> no, but I think uh, think the biggest thing is to uh, there is a big layer of shame in telling lies. Uh, mm-hmm. I think why we tell lies is because of shame, mm-hmm. um, and uh, set your you can only set yourself free if you are able to. <clears throat> release release that what you've been taught to be ashamed of and ashamed about so I think um, yeah I think that the truth is uh, shame free that's great how about you you have some uh, wisdom to share with me <laughs> no I think that uh, finally rounded up the <laughs> whole censoring part <laughs> into something really uh, valuable 
No, I don't think I have. Um, yeah, I think what I said earlier, the small things, the small lies mm. that we tell ourselves in every day. Yeah, I don't know. the compound. You know my little uh, paper that is saying uh, every, what is it? See, I should know it, but a journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. It's basically single. like... A journey of a big lie starts with a little lie. Single, yeah, and the little ones are usually the ones that we would pat on the head and be like, ah, that's okay, it's fine, it's not a lie, you know? That's mm. also like ridiculing that stuff. I find that just like if you you kind of like set the baseline higher and higher if you do that because then the smallest lies they are like no lies anymore then you go to the next level and that's where you I don't know mm. get to an unhealthy level so I think to see those things be really honest with yourself every day mm. and ask yourself and just like really get out of your head and just observe and really tell yourself if this is just bullshit or not I think that's really important that adds a lot because it's just like, yeah, it adds to the whole human being that you are and how honest you are to yourself and to others. It's just, it's, it's a reflection inside and outside. Sure. So if I tell myself lies, I'll be just like, yeah, I don't tell you those things as well because they actually don't matter or whatever. And that's how it starts to like be something nasty at some time. Hmm. Yeah. Be a bit specific. <laughs> All jokes aside. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. See you next Tuesday. Please yes. drop a like, a share and a comment if uh, you have ideas, suggestions for our topics. And if you learn something, we also appreciate you sharing because we really would love to reach more people. Love, love change. change out. Out. <laughs> out, out. <laughs>